Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. Season 5, episode number 17. Today I have a solo show for you. I'm rolling by myself today. Uh, don't have a an interview for you. Um, but I've got something that I think that, that parents oftentimes overlook mm-hmm. when it comes to when it comes to skill development. Um a lot of times parents don't realize the importance if your if your child is gonna play for a summer team, a club team, or AAU team, they they sometimes forget the importance of selecting the right team. And so I have just three simple tips that can help you um, in selecting the right team. Now, this is from a blog that I wrote earlier this week, and I was sitting here thinking about it uh, this week, and I said, you know, I think that would be a good topic to discuss during during my podcast. Now, I know my podcast, we discuss skill development, how to get better, work on different skills, whether it's ball handling, shooting, passing, footwork, defense, understanding the game. I've interviewed a lot of different coaches from all over the all over the country and actually all over the world. Um, but somebody may be thinking, well, what does your AU team have to do with skill development? That could be completely different. Well, it's not. That should go hand in hand. When when I played AAU, I used it not necessarily uh, in my younger years, not necessarily to try to get ranked in showcases and and to try to get scouted as a sixth, seventh, or eighth grader. I just used it as a measuring stick. So if I if you know. I lived in Conway. If I drove two two hours south of Arkansas and um, played against a team, now I get a chance to see, hey, how am I stacking up against these players? If I went to another city, how am I stacking up against these players? If I went to another city. So that would allow me to see where I am, what I need to do, where areas I need to improve, and then I could go back and work on those things. Um, not saying that it's not used for that today, but you hear a lot more today about showcases and, and, and trying to get ranked and rankings and, you know, trying to get recruited and all these different things. So, um, it's very important to to make sure that you select the right team. So I have three tips that I I wrote about in my blog and I'm going to kind of go in a little more in detail on these topics, on these tips to try to help you out. So three tips to selecting a summer travel team. And the reason why I say summer travel team and not AAU team is because it is one of my biggest pet peeves. A lot of people say that AAU is bad for basketball and AAU has its downfalls, but not every team that participates in summer ball is an AAU team. So you don't have to necessarily be a part of AAU to be doing a disservice to the game of youth basketball. Okay, you could just be a local team that is not doing anything like you're supposed to and could be could be doing a disservice. And AAU, unless things changed, okay, I have to put this out there. I, I have to admit, I didn't do any research on AAU before I did this blog. But um, in order for you to be a part of AAU, uh, you have to have a membership. And AAU actually has their own AAU certified events. So you can actually be a member of AAU and and have be a part of events that's within AAU. And then you have other events that's not a part of AAU 
And then they could be doing things really well or they could be doing things horribly. But everybody just puts summer basketball all under one umbrella and that being AAU. And that's not totally true. It's not totally fair to the AAU brand. Uh, and at the same time, I'm not I'm not a representative of AAU. I don't have an AAU team. I don't have a summer team. I don't do anything with teams during the summer. But I just know that because uh, there are some of these teams that I've seen locally that just don't know what they're doing. And and they're not a part of the um, the AAU brand. So I just wanted to wanted to get that out there. I wanted to say that. Um, so here's what we got. We've got our three tips. We've got our three tips for selecting a summer basketball team. So the first thing that you have to do as a player, if you're a player, you need to sit down with your parent or your parents or your guardian and even your coach, your school coach, depending on your age. If you're in seventh grade, you need to sit down with your school coach. Um, or if you're in high school, you need to sit down with your high school coach. And you have to have a goal in mind. What is it that you want to accomplish this summer? What's your goal? What's your objective? What is it that you want to accomplish? Okay. Now, your your first goal should be development. Okay. That should be your first goal. Your first goal should be to, to develop. Develop what? I don't know. That's depending upon you and your skill set and, and, and the areas that you lack or the areas that you need to improve. It could be your shooting. It could be your ball handling. It could be your basketball IQ. It could be your footwork. It could be your defense. It could be post play. I don't know what it is. It could be um, coming off screens. It could be reading screens. It could be a number of different things. But you have to have a goal in mind. And this is going to be the time for you to work on your game to get better. Okay? So you need to, you need to realize what it is that you need to do. Now, your development could be adding skills to your game or it could be you need more in-game experience okay but you have to have a goal i need to develop i need in-game experience or if you're an upperclassman okay and you're wanting to play beyond high school then your goal should be to play on a team that is going to offer you some exposure Okay, but whatever your goal is, whatever your goal is for this summer, your summer team, your AAU team, your travel team, your club team, whatever team that that you play for should help you reach or achieve that goal. Okay, they should help you reach or achieve that goal. So if you know that you need in-game experience. okay, let's say that you're. You're a 10th grader, or let's say you're a freshman, and you didn't get to play a whole lot your freshman year. And you know in order to be ready for your sophomore year, you have got to get on the court during the summer. Then you need to find a team that you can play on that's going to give you that in-game experience. Okay? You need the reps. All right? In addition to your development, you need the reps. Okay? You don't need to play on a team that necessarily is going to um, put you on there, put you on the team, make you a member of the team, but you're not going to get the minutes. You have to find a team. If that's what you need, if, if you need in-game experience, 
then you need to find a team that where you can get on the floor. Okay. Um, if you're wanting development, you need to find a team that's going to help you develop your skill. That's going to encourage you to do the things that you need to develop in the game. Okay. So if you're transitioning from a post player to a wing player, you need to play on a team that's going to allow you to play that position. Okay. So if you're, if you're developing your ball handling, you need to play on a team that's going to allow you to handle the ball. So you really have to figure out what it is you want to accomplish. And you can do that by talking with your, with your parents, talking with a mentor, a trainer, or your coach, and figuring out what's the best route for you to go. And then from there, you, you do have to do some research and find the best team that's going to that's gonna help you reach that goal. So the first thing you got to do is you got to have a goal in mind. Okay, so when you're getting ready to select your AAU or your travel team or club team or summer team, have a goal in mind of what you what it is that you're wanting to accomplish or what you need from that team. Okay, so my second point, you need to know what type of team you want to play for. Okay, so the first and the second first and second one kind of go together. What type of team do you want to play for? There are a number of different summer teams you can play for. Okay, a number of. You have teams that travel. You have teams that focus on development. You have ones that travel uh, out of state to all of their tournaments. You have those that's a little bit in the middle. They plays a lot of tournaments in state. They may go out of state some. You have some teams that don't practice at all. You have some teams that practice twice a week and they play every weekend, and some practice twice a week and they play once a month. It just you have to figure out what you want. Okay, so when you have your goal, okay, I need in-game experience. Okay, I need to find a team where I can get some playing time. Okay, and then you got to figure out what type of team that is. Is that a team that's just going to play and they're not going to practice? Okay, is it a team that's practicing twice a week and playing once or twice a month? But, but your goal has to go with the team that you want to play for. Do not select a team to play for just because of the name of the team. Don't select a team to play for just because two or three of your friends are playing on it. It depends on your goal. Again, it comes back to that. What it is that you want to accomplish? What is it that you're trying to do? Okay. But whatever team you select, you decide to play for, make sure that team helps you reach your goal for the summer. They have to help you meet your objective. That's why it's important. And, I, and I'm going to give you some bonus tips when this is done. That's why it's important to, you know, meet the coach, talk to them, have a conversation. What's their goals? What do they try to do? Do they? Because some coaches say, hey, we just get them together and play. Some other coaches say, um, We'll play in a tournament on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We get everybody together on Thursday night. We'll practice like two and a half, three hours on Thursday night. Boom. And then we go play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know, I mean, I don't know. Or they may get together Friday night and just play Saturday and Sunday. So you, you got to figure out the type of team that you want to play for. Uh, but you have to have your goal in mind, okay? So uh, three tips. When it comes to selecting the team, number one, you got to have a goal in mind. Number two, you have to know what type of team you want to play for. And number three, this is something that a lot of people overlook. Oh, my goodness. People forget about this. 
all the time. You have to, have to, have to consider a budget. Okay? You have to consider a budget. So, even if you just played on the weekends and you didn't practice, there could still be a considerable amount of money that you spend if those tournaments are out of state or overnight tournaments, meaning, okay, I live in Arkansas. If if my daughter is playing on the team and they, and they all travel, they travel out of state, and they say we don't practice, we just – we go to Dallas one weekend. Three weekends later, we go to New Orleans. And then we go to Louisiana. And then we go to Oklahoma. And then we go to Florida. That type of income or that type of funds that's needed can add up. So you got to – all three of these things kind of go together and can dictate what team that you play on. Okay? So here's the things you got to consider uh, when it comes to your budget when you're choosing a team to play for your budget can be affected by the amount of travel, team fees, training fees, membership fees, tournament fees, and all other kind of fees. Now, I've seen some teams as charges, you know, as little as $150 to where I've seen teams, and none in state, none in Arkansas that I know of, but teams out of state as charges, you know, as much as $500 plus to play on their team. So let's talk about some of these fees real quick. So we're talking about travel. So gas to get to and from, uh, you know, wherever it is that your the tournament that you're playing in, okay. And then you got if it's an overnight stay, you got you got hotel, and then you got food. You know, you might have entertainment. You know, if your team play on a Saturday morning at at nine, twelve, and four, you know, you get done at five. You know, the team may decide to go to a movie. So if you're a parent. Uh, two-parent household with, with two kids. So now you're you're buying movie tickets and dinner for the whole family, okay? So, you know, it's those type of things. Or y'all may go to the mall and go do a little shopping, or the coach may decide, well, we're going to go to this amusement park. Oh, we get done at one, we're going to go to the amusement park. Or or a number of days, it could be anything. We're going we're gonna to go to a movie, we're going to go out to eat, we're going to play some putt-putt, you know, um, or we're going to go play laser tag, or we're going to take them to the arcade, or anything. So you got to remember those type of those type of fees because it, it can add up. It can add up a lot. Um, you know, you got team fees. The team may charge one hundred and fifty dollars, and you need to know what that what all what that team fee is paying for. Um, if when you pay that team fee, are you going to have to do fundraising? Are y'all going to have events where you fundraise? Or are you going to have to go out and raise your own money? If you go out and raise money, does that money go to strictly your child or does it go into the pot for the whole team? So you need to know this because, you know, some parents would be like, you know, I raised $500 and then this kid over here raised $50 because they didn't want to do any fundraising. So it's just there are certain questions you got to ask. Um, it's best to get everything out front. So, so you'll know upfront, so you'll know moving forward what type of decision you need to make. And then you have training fees. Some teams will charge like uh, $150 to $300 to play on the team, and then they will make you do training at a certain amount per month. So, you know, you may play and they may say, okay, well, we're going to start in March and we're going to have them play through July. And then there's $300 um, $300 to be on the team. 
And then we're going to charge you March, April, May, June, and July, $100 a piece, $100 a month for, for training. So now you're paying $800 in addition to travel fees and, and you know, tournament fees. Meaning when I say tournament fees, you got an entry fee. You know, you got to pay to get in. So it's a lot that can go into that. So you really need to sit down and, and think of a budget and how much you're willing to spend. It doesn't sound like that could be a big deal, but it is a big deal. Okay. Um, there are some teams that start at second grade and they travel out of state. And if if you if you are driving, let's say 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes to your son or daughter's practice. Let's say they're practicing, they play on a team that practices twice a week. And you're having to drive to that practice two days a week. So you could easily spend, you know, uh, an extra fifty or sixty dollars, depending on the vehicle you have. Let's just have extra fifty dollars a week on gas, and then you got to get food. So now you're looking at an additional, let's say, let's say thirty dollars. Okay, so you're spending an additional eighty dollars a a week on food and gas if you if you're eating out. Okay, some people will cook, but depending on, you know, when people get off work and all this stuff, you know, you may not have time to cook. But let's say you're spending an additional $80 a week to just get from your home to practice back home and stopping to get something neat. So that's $320 an additional every month. Right. That you got to you got to think about that. Um that can add up. So if you're playing on a team for six months or five months, that's an additional fifteen hundred dollars. That's just to get the practice. That's not including your one hundred and fifty, two hundred, three hundred dollar team fee, your hundred dollar training fee to get in the tournaments, overnight stay. So you can easily, you could easily that those those fees can add up to where if you're playing on a second grade team. And y'all are playing, let's say, having practice different times throughout the year, maybe not twice a week, every week throughout the year. But, you know, you can easily spend five or $6,000 a year. And if you're in second grade and you do that second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, you know, all the way up through your high school, high school career, you're looking at like, what, 10, 11 years of doing that? If you're spending on average like five thousand dollars a year, you know, you spend about fifty, fifty-five thousand um, dollars. So you have to, so you have to look at that and consider that. And I know it's an investment um, of what it is that you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to do. So you gotta have a, you gotta have a budget. Um, you gotta really consider the budget because. Technically, easily, you could spend three to five thousand dollars easily a year, and that's not even a t- that could just be a, a seventh grade team that can only play doing after their basketball season is over with. So it just depends on how much traveling that you're doing. So, uh, three tips for uh, to consider when it comes to selecting a summer team. Number one, you got to have a goal in mind. You got to know what you want to accomplish, whether it's development, getting in game experience, or trying to get exposure. Number two. 
know what type of team that you want to play for. And the, whatever team that you play for has got to help you with your goal that you have. It's got to be able to help you get to that next level. And then number three, you got to consider a budget. You have to consider a budget, a budget, budget, budget. How much money you want to spend? How much money do you have to invest in your child? Um, so, you know, and I spent a little time on, I kind of went on a rant on that, but that's something that you got to really got to consider. So real quick, before I let y'all go, um, I have five more quick tips uh, when you're getting ready to select a team. So if you have a goal in mind, if you uh, know what type of team you want to play for and you consider your budget, here are five tips that you need to do when you get ready to select your team. Number one, you need to meet the coach. Okay. You have to meet the coach. You should come prepared with a list of questions to ask that coach. You should find out how long the coach has been coaching the team, what type of background the coach has, what's the coach's philosophy on basketball. Um, and you should try to meet all the decision makers within the organization. If the coach is, is if the coach is the one that's calling all the shots, getting the tournaments, handling the fees, handling the uh the money and 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 scheduling the practices and the contact with everything. If he's doing all that, you need to ask him all those questions about how much it costs, what are the fees, and all the things to deal with to deal with money. I'm like, you you need to ask all that. Uh, you don't want any surprises down the road. Okay. So just sit down and think about some questions, write them down, put them in your phone. Um, but try not to ask, or well, actually, you shouldn't ask. Questions like how much playing time is my kid going to get? Are they are, are they going to get a scholarship? Are they going to play in front of coaches? All those type questions I would stay away from. Um, number two, the second thing you need to do is watch a practice. A, watch a practice, a workout, or a training session, whatever you want to call it. But you need to watch them. And watch them and really pay attention to what's being, what's being taught. Um, you know, note whether they start on time and end on time. Okay, notice the relationship the coach has with the players. How does he coach the players? Do we coach them all the same or do we coach them differently? Is he a fusser, yeller, and, and cussing at his kids and all that? Um, for some kids, they can respond to that. They, they, they're used to that type of language or they're used to that type of coaching. Some players, they can't play for somebody that yells at them all the time. Uh, so pay attention to how they interact with the players uh, look at the discipline that he may give them um, because you want to make sure that, you know, your beliefs on discipline kind of is mirrored by the coach, this discipline, you know. So, um, you know, watch their interaction with the players. How do they respect the coach? Are they Do, do they carry themselves in a good way? Because these are going to be the kids that's going to be around your your child and they're going to have an influence on your child. So you want to be you, you want to be aware of those things. Um, OK, so, you know, you got to watch a practice or a workout. Number three, uh, ask for a schedule. See how many games are going to play during the summer, because this is going to affect your budget. <laughs> OK, um, I don't know about y'all. I don't have. You know, just seven, eight, nine thousand dollars that's just disposable. I could just just waste, um, you know, whether it's summer ball or AAU ball or whatever. Um, so this is important. You want to know how many tournaments you're going to play in over the course of the summer. Uh, how many weekends are you taking up? Because 
Typically, families go on vacation during the summer, and I'm sure that a family is will, will prefer not to have a vacation at a kid's basketball tournament. You know, so, um, you know, you got to look at how much travel is involved. You know, so, you know, there, you know, you want to be able to schedule other things around the basketball. So it's good to have a schedule. I would, me personally, I don't like for coaches to not have a schedule and then they just find tournaments on a whim and say, oh, we're playing in this tournament this weekend. It's Wednesday night. Oh, we got a tournament. I don't, I don't like that. Uh, I like to have some organization. I like to be organized. I like I like to to know so I can plan stuff. Okay, so you want to ask for a schedule. The other thing, number four, you want to talk to other parents. Ask them questions. What's it like playing for this coach? What you like about the coach? What you don't like about the coach? What do you like about the organization? What you don't like about the organization? How are the kids? How are the other? You know, just asking those different types of questions um, about the coach, about the team, about the organization. Um, how do they help the kids? What, you know, you know, um, what are the pros? What are the cons? So you can try to get as much information as you can. And number five, if you can talk with some former players, uh, once a player has been removed, they'll tell you the truth. They'll, they'll, they'll pretty much tell you the truth. If they really enjoyed it, if they did, because they didn't have another option, uh, did they like the coach? Did they like the organization? What they did like, what they didn't like. Cause at that time, at that point, you know, when a player is done playing, um, they don't have, you know, especially if they don't have any ties to the organization, they'll tell you the truth, whether it's good or bad. Um, and then also, usually when a few years have passed and um, they've removed themselves from a situation, that they'll be a little more truthful. Uh, even if even if something happened and they were wrong in the situation, they'll pretty much, they'll pretty much tell you. So those are my five, those are my additional five tips. Meet the coach. Watch a practice or a workout or or a training session. Ask how many player. Uh, ask how many games they'll play during the summer. So you wanna you wanna schedule, even if it's not written in stone, even if it's just a schedule. Say, okay, we're looking to play seven to nine tournaments. I want to play, you know, two in April. We're gonna play two in May, you know, three in June, and then one in July. You know, just something so you'll kind of know. Oh, okay, so all right, we're gonna be pretty busy. So. We might need to take our vacation in July or, you know what, we, we probably can still sneak in our vacation in June or whatever it may be. OK, so ask for a schedule. And then number four, talk with other parents, ask other parents questions so you can get as much information about the team. And then number five, talk with former players. So I feel like I gave you a total of eight tips. Um, I feel like if you do all eight of those, then you will be in a situation to make the best decision. Now, still, you can get all the information that you want from others. You can do as much research as you want, but you really won't know until you get in there. So there may be some things that parents feel like this work best for them. Some parents feel like it's not the best situation or some parents may feel like this ain't the best coaching, but this is the best opportunity for my kid to be able to get a scholarship. So you have to make the decision that's best for you and your child with the information that you can get and then just going in there and trying it and see, but you want to be informed. You don't want to uh, be caught off guard by something that you, that, you know, that you really didn't want to have to go through or experience. So those are my eight tips for selecting a summer team, travel team, AAU team or club team. Um, so just think about those eight tips, go out there and trying to find the best team for you. that's going to help you be the best basketball player that you can be over the summer 
Uh, and before I let y'all go, uh, be sure to check out my website, tjonesfirm.com. Um, I have a lot of information on there about some of the services I offer, whether it's consulting for players or it's consulting for coaches, um, youth speaking opportunities. Uh, the consulting part of that, if you're a coach or organization and you're wanting to get some skill development and you're not quite sure how to go about doing that, or if you have questions on skill development, be sure to reach out to me. You can send an email to info at tjonesfirm.com, and I would love to help you out. Um, if you're a player and you're wanting help with trying to figure out the best way to, 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 to go into this summer, um, be sure to send me an email also at info at tjonesfirm.com. Also, if you're a player and you're wanting some unbiased uh, feedback on your game, um, we can set something up where you can send me uh, a copy of your game, uh, you know, online and, and I can look at it and, and, and write up a, a report for you and let you know what I think, even though it will more likely based on one game, um, what I saw, what I think you need to work on and what I think you need to improve to help you going into the summer. Be sure to, to reach out to me. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at NBNBball. That's at NBNBball. Be sure to reach out to me. Um, if you don't want to do email, you can you can send me something on, on DM on, on one of those um, social media platforms. Um, let's see. What else? What else? Oh, check out my book, tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. Um, go in there and check it out. I have a lot of information about the book. It's 10 chapters and 78 pages. It's a paperback for $9.99. The um, PDF version is $3.95. If you search it on Amazon, the paperback is $9.99 and the Kindle version is $3.99. Okay. Um, let's see. What else? What else? I believe that is it. Um, I appreciate everyone listening. Oh, one more thing. Be sure to uh, subscribe, 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 whether you're on Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any of your other favorite podcast listening platforms. And while you at it, give me a five-star rating. Um, I really need y'all to spread the word for me. I'm trying to get as many people as possible to hear this podcast because, uh, you know, again, we're the only podcast that, that talks strictly on skill development. Like that is it. That's all we talk about skill development. Um, if it's not the only one is it was the first one. So I, I appreciate any help that y'all have, uh, that y'all can give me to help spread the word. Um, so that is it until next week. Thank y'all. God bless.